to hear or not to hear? That is the question when you're singing on stage. If you use in-ear monitors to give you control over what you hear, they can save your voice and raise the quality of your vocal performance. But did you know that they can also damage your hearing if you don't know how to use them? Let's talk about in-ears and why it's very important to stick them both in. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. Anyone who has ever performed live knows you need some kind of stage monitors that will help you sing accurately and deliver confident performance magic. The mix of instruments and voices, the sonic envelope, the ambiance, and the volume of sounds you hear in your monitors can make or break your performance because your vocal apparatus responds to what your ears hear. Hearing too little of what you need will usually result in pushing your voice excessively, which can lead to vocal fatigue and damage, as well as limit vocal control. Too much monitor sound or the wrong mix of sounds can sabotage confident breath support as well as breath control and can cause you to sing out of tune, among other things. In my career, I've most often used stage wedge monitors, you know, those wedges that they put on the floor, but I finally made the plunge and got a set of in-ear monitors to use myself and to be able to advise my students. Now, I really love hearing the whole room when I perform, and getting ready for my first in-ear show, I wondered how I would do with those monitors inserted in both ears, isolating me from the sound I'm so used to. And you know, we've all seen artists on stage, even on the major music awards shows, with one in-ear monitor dangling loosely down their neck. When I asked several singers and doctors about wearing them in just one ear, I got conflicting advice. However, the jury is now in. For the safety of your hearing, never just use one in-ear monitor. I got to chat with the real expert on the subject of in-ears, Doctor of Audiology Michael Santucci, who was manning his Sensophonics booth at a NAM event recently. When I asked him about using just one side of these monitors, he stated in no uncertain terms, absolutely not. It creates a serious risk to hearing to just use one in-ear. He explained why, and rather than trying to call that up for you verbatim, I'm going to read Michael Santucci and Mike Diaz of IEM Manufacturer Ultimate Ears as they explained it in Mix Magazine. First, Santucci says, One danger from too much isolation comes from musicians deciding to fix the problem by wearing an earpiece in only one ear. When players take one out, their brain loses its ability to do binaural summation, where two ears together add up to a 6 dB increase in your perception of loudness. If you're hearing 90 dB in both ears, your brain thinks it's hearing 96 dB. If you take one ear away, then that one ear has to go from 90 to 96 to sound like 96. And now the other ear is open and getting bashed by the band, the PA, and the crowd. So this loud sound coming into the open ear causes you to turn the other ear up even more. In terms of ear safety, using one earpiece is a dangerous practice. 
it could actually be worse than using none at all. Mike Diaz continues the discussion. There's a common misconception that an artist can use just one earpiece and still use stage monitors, but this results in the worst of both worlds, says Diaz, who offers a simple experiment to demonstrate this. Have someone stand on stage with a belt pack using one ear and turn it up to a comfortable performing level. Now shut the belt pack off and run the stage monitor to a comfortable level. When you turn the monitors and the single earpiece on, the artist inevitably thinks the in-ear sounds weak and cranks it up to compensate. But when you turn the wedges off, the artist will notice that the earpiece is too loud. In the case of one ear listening, you don't get the benefit of hearing protection and you don't get the accuracy benefit of the in-ears. So, I don't know about you, but I value my ears too much not to heed this advice from these authorities. If you find yourself in the habit of dropping one of your in-ears on stage and you have the budget, it might be worth an upgrade to ambient sound in-ears. These give you the ability to dial in just the right amount of ambient sound. Or, I'll let you in on a little secret of what I do. I put both ears in, but insert them loosely, just enough so that a little outside sound can leak in without them dropping out of my ears. To my great surprise, I actually ended up loving singing with them. But there is a drawback. Just know if you wear them loosely like this, you won't get nearly as rich a sound in your mix. It's really best, if you use them a lot, to work with a sound engineer before the show or the tour to get your snugly inserted in-ear monitor mix just right, and then rehearse with them that way so you get used to the feeling and the sound of wearing your in-ears snugly. Here's a couple more in-ear tips. Don't forget to clean them after every use. Not only do they get dirty, but the wax buildup can keep you from hearing the signal that's supposed to be coming through them. And lastly, I'm going to give you links to a couple of YouTube videos I found that give a lot more details of in-ear monitoring, how to set them up and how to use them. Just remember, if you use them, stick them in both ears, not just one. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed this food for thought. And if you have, please, please, please leave me a review. That's food for this podcast. This is Judy Rodman, your host. You can always find me at judyrodman.com. And we'll see you next time for All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.